0: Hello and welcome to the 19th official episode of Film Yak, the Film Yak podcast, our weekly podcast where we discuss a different movie each week. I'm John. I'm Kevin. And Jonathan. And on this week's episode, we're going to be discussing Kevin's pick, Richard Linklater's 2011 film, Bernie, starring Jack Black and old lady who is Warren Baby's sister. What's her name? Shirley McLean. Shirley McLean. Hmm. Um... We're going to be discussing that as well as many other things that we watch. Well, some more than others, I mm-hmm. guess. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? How are you feeling, John? <laughs> feeling good. I was sick last time we recorded and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. was yeah. talking up the new Nintendo system. Yep, still playing it. Still playing it? Yeah. And mm-hmm. All over it, because I don't ever see you on PlayStation anymore. Play, play what? What's it, <laughs>
1: what's it called? <laughs> <laughs> no, the new Zelda is uh, godly. It is amazing, addictive, huh? Ah. There is again no storyline. Right. You just like go out into the wilderness, mm. forage, kill things. Is this is really so. There's no like it's like a sandbox. There, there is, but like I'm not doing it. Oh, I'm see. just wandering. You're mm-hmm. allowed to wander, and it's huge, like really huge. Wow! Are you on a horse? You can you can get a horse, cool if you want. Uh, it's it's you know, it's cartoony, but it's it's really great really well done awesome kevin how about you since last <laughs> week before, uh
0: that says it all kevin <laughs> yeah uh, i mean <laughs> uh well for my part <laughs> vacation ended today and i had to go back to work i have a school teacher and uh
1: today came back well the kids don't come back till tomorrow thank christ but there's only two weeks uh, it's 15 days 15. that I was on. See, I, I was mm. thinking it was like, I don't know why, I was thinking it was the college break. You know, you get like a month and a half or some shit. Yeah. And I was like, man, he's not I don't know, not, is he... it a month and a half? I don't know about that. Uh, it's like a long time. At least a month. Mm. It feels like a long
0: time, for sure. Yeah, no, it's not like that. It's two weeks, so it's 15 days, so... Mm. Not enough. But, you know, two months in the summer, so... Yeah, uh, yeah, pretty yeah. solid. Mm-hmm. But, uh... But today I went back and we we're supposed to go in for this, uh, what they call a PD, which is professional development, which just essentially means <laughs> like a meeting that oh you God. do where right. like, it's an all day meeting where they teach you something. So like we'll have them about like, this is a new technology that we want you guys to use. Like this is a new program on your computers to keep track of the kids behavior. Or this is the new way we're going to keep grades. Or this is something, this is a way that you can teach this subject or whatever. So today we went to school and then we drove from the school to another school called capital middle and we uh we're supposed to go in sign a sign-in sheet and then do the pd right we go there we sign the sign-in sheet or we're we're looking for the sign-in sheet we're like hey this is where we sign they're like you're supposed to find your name and then sign next to it and we're like well we didn't sign up on the on the computer they said that we could just come in here and sign our names on like and they were like no you can't do that we're not a you can't come in here if you're not on the sheet <laughs> And, wow. and I was like, no problem. Because, you know. later. Yeah. And I just assigned my name to the sheet where you're supposed to sign if you didn't sign up. And then I left immediately. And then uh, and then uh, my friend was like, we should go to Little Wars. Because he's always obsessed with Little Wars now. He's been <laughs> playing D&D recently. Right. <laughs> he's been trying to get me to play, which I'm not terribly interested in that. But... Mm. Went to Little Wars and ended up buying a starter deck. <laughs> is that what that was? Because yeah. I, I thought
1: it was like a joke or something. I was, I was like, what is funny about this you picture? You thought it was like a meme or Yeah, I was, I was really scanning it. I was like, I, yeah. I, it's, I don't get it. It's a it takes, magic card. Right, right, right. <laughs>
0: Next to the picture of my magic starter deck to Jonathan, and uh, he didn't understand. He thought it was a meme. Uh, but no, that's a real deck that I bought. At uh, because he wanted to play, so we—that's funny. Yeah, so we played a game there during our lunch break, and then we went back to school, and we played another game at school, and it's crazy
1: fun. <laughs> I'm back into it. <laughs> it. It's always magic's always fun when you get those pre-made decks. Yeah, and you're like, you know, you just have that. Like that's all you yeah. got. You know, yeah. it was yeah. a lot of fun. And
0: I was, we just, we both bought a pre-made like a starter that's deck funny. and just played, and it was a blast. He, I kicked the shit out of him the first time, and he returned the favor the second game. Mm.
1: It was fantastic. Funny enough, I got my wife's sister, uh, magic cards for Christmas. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Mm. She's Is like, Annie playing? No. uh oh, Carrie's Carrie. playing. She's super into it. That makes sense. Her and her husband. Her, play. She's he was he was into Yu Gi Oh. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He that sold means. all his Yu Gi Oh cards and he's in magic like, now. Ten thousand dollars in magic cards. <laughs> they sell. You know, <laughs> he's a doctor. Actually, oh, well. uh, <laughs>
0: that makes sense because uh, they. I was talking to this fellow who works at Little Wars, and I was like. The, are these these are like individual cards for sale in the glass case. Yeah. And I'm looking at them and I was like, seventy dollars? Like one of the cards is seventy dollars? And I was mm. like I was like, is that just it's just is rare, right? And he's like, Yeah. He's like, We actually have a card in there that's worth like three hundred and it's like a it was a mountain, like a land card, it was worth three hundred. Oh god. And I was like, Does anybody come in here and spend this kind of money? He goes I had a guy spend fifteen hundred dollars in here one time on cards.
1: That guy is nuts.
0: Like, That's who insane. has money for that? My yeah. starter deck was fifteen dollars. <laughs> Magic,
1: Magic's really has a cool following.
2: No, oh, yeah, yeah. Although it's funny because, like, you know, you know, we can sit here and say, "What the hell?" But like back when I was like regularly playing gigs, like even in, even though I didn't have any money, like I would look at three thousand dollar bases like sure. all the time oh, and, oh, and be yeah, like, dude. "Yeah, of, of course I would pay three thousand dollars for a base. <laughs> of <Yeah>. course, oh, <laughs> like right." I do not i d I don't I don't get why you're confused that I would spend three thousand dollars on a
0: base. I mean if money were no object I'd be buying, you know, out of print criterions and, you know, uh yeah. fucking yeah. Uh, like at the twilight time of uh As Good As It Gets, the Blu ray is sixty dollars <laughs> on eBay, I'd go buy it immediately. <laughs> if yeah. Money yeah. were no object, but I don't want to spend sixty dollars on as good as it gets as much as I like it. Right. We'll get to that later. A little tease. <laughs> yeah. Um so anyway, that's uh, that was my day. And uh I guess we'll move into what we watched unless you guys have something else. No? Any news? I don't. No. So. Kind of dead right now. I mean, there probably is stuff going on, but I'm not hearing anything about it. So, well, I guess the big thing would be Chappelle in his stand-up special Made Fun of or Confronted the Accusers, Louis CK's accusers, Whoa. and said that they were weak. Whoa! (laughs) Which is a pretty heavy uh, statement, and he's getting a. It feels like he's getting a little backlash, but not
1: nearly as much as you would expect. Well, he he got a little backlash for for the last uh, couple specials he did. He said something about yeah, I made fun of a trans person. Well, he was like defending. Well, he's like defending Bill Cosby, sort of through jokes, right? As well, Like He rapes, but he saves, or something like that. (laughs) I don't remember. I (laughs) I I watch. I watched one like, of the he, specials. Bill Cosby donates so much money to charity, but he's like he, he rapes, but he saves people. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> so terrible. That's a uh-huh, funny man. funny
0: observation, though. You know? Yeah, yeah. Even though it's yeah, it's pretty dark. But <laughs> it's funny. You know?
2: Yeah, it's like I guess Chappelle's like kind of that kind of comedian. Mm-hmm. Sort of like like George Carlin made some really
1: outrageous jokes back in his day, so. Right. I guess it's kind of along the same lines. you got to push the envelope. I'm just glad mm. Chappelle's still funny. Yeah. Yeah. The, the last two I watched were pretty funny. So I'm excited to watch the new ones. Cool. Our new one, whatever. There's two more, I Two, think. okay. Yeah. Cool.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, great. Well, let's move into uh, what we watched. Uh, who wants to get <laughs> us started today with what they watched? <laughs> I'll go. Okay, Kevin's going to go. See.
2: So I watched... The hit from 1984, directed by Stephen Frears. I was just cruising the uh, Criterion (laughs) website and saw that that was on there. Uh, Terrence Stamp, Tim Roth, John Hurt. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, I should definitely watch this. Um, And it's good. Uh, Nothing amazing. Uh, John Hurt fucking rules But, you know, he's John Hurt, so that's kind of a given. And Terrence Stamp does a great job, too. Like he's So Terrence Stamp ratted on these guys in England, and so ten years later, he's in hiding in Spain. And the mob boss has, like, sent John Hurt and Tim Roth to kidnap him and bring him to Paris, where, you know, I guess they're going to have their final confrontation. And the entire time, Terrence Stamp is just fucking with him. You know, just trying to pit one against the other and making fun of them. And he's translating the Spanish news stories, making it sound like, oh, they're just breathing down your necks now, now guys. And Tim Roth's like, he's winding us up. He's shitting on us. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird to see Tim Roth that young, too, with like bleached blonde hair. But, uh, and the music is done by Paco de la Chia. And the opening theme is done by Eric Clapton. Who is Paco de la Chia? Uh He is a famous flamenco guitarist. Oh, okay. So. Um, cool. Yeah. And, uh, John, you might appreciate it. Some pretty good squibs. I've been
0: meaning to watch it for yeah. a long time. Um, yeah, because like... I'm, a big, I'm t- a big Tim Roth head.
2: Right. And uh, like the Stephen Freer sounded familiar to me because you had just watched uh, My Beautiful Laundrette not That's too long right, ago. So. Yeah. He also directed High Fidelity, I believe. That's a movie I was weird. never as enamored with <laughs> as a lot of people.
0: Really? Yeah. I well, don't... I'm one of those people. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's really good. It's f- phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal. Speaking of Jack Black, I mean. That's true. You, no. you got to you gotta rewatch it. Give it another shot. Yeah, it's like I guess. It's like you and the I... master. You just don't understand these great films <laughs> the first time you see them. I mean, <laughs> I've seen High Fidelity more than once,
2: and uh-huh. I.
0: When was I, the last time you watched it?
2: Uh, it's been a couple of years, uh-huh. but like the thing—the thing that really gets me about—I mean, this goes for like any any movie that somehow involves music, because music is very personal to me. I listen to what they're saying, like when like when they're just like creaming their jeans over Patty Smith in High Fidelity. I'm like
0: that's so real though yeah that seems like typical record store guy stuff
1: yeah and that's about. like that's, you haven't heard this like no I haven't
0: heard it like that like, <laughs> yeah. that like Dylan like blonde on blonde like who cares but that's what they're in, that, that makes yeah. sense they're into their are music snobs that's what music snobs yeah. like yeah but it's
2: like I don't know it just feels like if they really were music snobs they'd mention some stuff that like
1: well, nobody's heard beta of beta
0: bands in there <laughs> Drive the <laughs> like, watch
1: me silk like yeah, yeah. i about to <laughs> sell
0: three copies of the beta band three EPs now yeah <laughs> it's like, like do it and, like <laughs> Oh,
2: and the stiff like little fingers. Origi- original, not reprint. Original Frank Zappa pressings. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> There's a little for you, Frank Zappa. You love Frank Zappa. Yeah, like I love Frank Zappa, but it's like uh, that's just so fucking snobbish.
0: Yeah, I guess. So I mean, the, that's what kind of what it's I think about. That's, that's about, the point, though. It's about snobby record people. <laughs> yeah, but they they conf- that black fellow confronts them in the movie about it. Yeah. Okay. You got to watch the movie again. See, so yeah, I, and I honestly, probably should. The movie, well, the movie's not about records, knobs. The movie's about John Cusack's relationships, history of relationships. But I mean, yeah, it's just yeah. set against the backdrop that he happens to own a record store. But true, true. I'm not going to sit here and defend this movie. It's fantastic. I, I don't have to. Everybody knows how good this movie is. Except Kevin. He just needs to rewatch it and join the rest of us. Kevin, join us. One of us. One of us. <laughs> Google gobble. One of us. Okay. Oh.
1: Jonathan. Okay. Uh, the only thing I watched was uh, got got around to watching Breadcrumb Trail, the slint documentary. Sweet. It's free on YouTube. Oh, is it on YouTube? You know, it's on YouTube. Wow! So. I totally wow. downloaded it. Watch me. it; it's pretty good. Good.
0: It's <laughs> your only thoughts. You gave this a five banger.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. I thought it was actually well made. I don't know. I don't know what you were talking about. about. It wasn't bad. It was that documentary. I don't know. It was shot on like high eight video for part of it. Like and the interviews were like that doesn't not, bother me. The
0: interviews like weren't. What I mean when I say it was poorly made, okay, there's was like two things. One, the in all the interviews were poorly shot. Yeah. There were they weren't lit. Yeah, I they mean, were. The I can, angle was. Regr- it looks like you set the camera on a table. Yeah, and then two, <laughs> the audio for the interviews is awful. It's like he was recording on the onboard mic on the camera. Yeah. Three, just the narrative itself. Like there are things he could have left out, and it probably would have made it better. Like the car accident where the guy got hit that was completely pointless to include. It's just like, I have to include this because it's something interesting that happened to them, but it didn't affect the the story of the band at all. He's just like, like I expected to be like, and he died or he was never in the band again or something. But (laughs) he's like, but he recovered and they started recording again. It's like, who cares then? Why'd you tell us about this? You know, I think they don't interview the guy about the accident. Like it's not about
1: the accident at all. I think my only confusion is, uh, I I don't know who the second guitarist is on spider land because the, (laughs) for tweeze the guy quit right afterwards mm. uh ethan something and then it made it seem like the uh, brian guy it was the, the 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 guy who was doing the vocals for yeah like, brian yeah brian they made it seem like he was the guitarist but like not mm. at the same i was really confusing so i have no idea who is playing second guitar <laughs> on that album <laughs> look um, at the credits of the album i guess yeah that's true Maybe. but uh yeah it was that was good it was really cool to see the the rehearsal footage oh, yeah. and stuff that's the coolest um and yeah they're like they're like 17 18 it's retarded but uh i don't know it was good did you look up the four carnation no i didn't look no. them up cool go um, buy their album on. IP. i was really surprised was to see that the uh i already forgot his name the drummer um he was on so many other records like he's on he was on the pod on Pod. that was surprising to me the breeders album pod i couldn't believe that that was great Um, like uh, under a different name yeah like he didn't give a fuck like he was just (laughs) (laughs) and a bunch of other bands too like he was in palace brothers that's right Um, i have that record too there is no one what will take care of you yeah just crazy stuff and it's cool to see uh will all of them like young and with hair and like apparently he didn't even know how to play guitar at that time right, like he was yeah. like he just started learning how to play guitar and it's just weird uh yeah it's great really cool it's really cool scene i don't know
0: awesome well stuff. i um uh we were looking for something to watch the wife and i and we went on to uh the stars app which we have for some reason and they have like 600 movies to look at. So we were looking <laughs> through the movies for like an hour, and we found As Good As It Gets, directed by James L. Brooks, starring Jack Nicholson, Helen Hunt, Greg Kinnear, and uh, the guy who won the Oscar in Jerry Maguire, Cuba Gooding Jr. Hmm. <laughs> and, uh, oh, and also, weirdly, Skeet Ulrich and yeah. uh, Jamie Kennedy as, yeah. as a couple of street hustlers. But uh, Jamie Kennedy, wow. Yeah. Yeah. But this movie is... Uh, it won the Oscar for Best Picture, Best Director, I think, Best Actor, Best Actress, nominated mm. for Best Supporting Actress. And this is one of the rare occasions when you can go back and look at a film, in my opinion, that's that's so hyped just by awards that it's won. Mm. And it really justifies it. Like, all the acting in this movie is amazing. Uh, the direction is very, like simplistic and just, like, you know, uh, utilitarian, I guess. They're just trying to tell the story. Jack Nicholson is an animal. Like, he's <laughs> just... He's so funny, but also, like, just cold-bloodedly calculating yeah. and just evil in this. It's just... Yeah. hes He is great. And uh, there's just so many, like, subtle little, like, ticks and gestures in his performance. And... The movie's just hysterical. And, you know, all the... Like, it's just... I was... uh, I I always watched this movie a lot when I was younger. When I was in high school, I used to watch it on VHS all the time. Mm. And I guess it's, like, considered a chick flick or something. Like, I really... Always got that feeling. I really just detest the term chick flick. I don't understand what it means. Like, what... What is a chick flick? It has to be, like, focused on a relationship to be a chick flick? I don't know. Is that the... Yeah, uh, I think that's the stereotype of the quote-unquote chick flick, that it's yeah.
2: that romance so and, that means and that, all that
0: kind of stuff. that means that uh, mm-hmm. Paul Thomas Anderson's new film, Fandom Thread, focused on a relationship, must be a chick flick, yep. right? It yeah, is. and uh, Casa, Casablanca would be a chick right, flick. Chick flick and, right, yeah. yeah. It's just a silly, stupid, like, pejorative... Uh, term that means yeah. absolutely nothing and i really hate it because after this i wanted to uh like this was so good rewatching watching this that i was like i've never seen any other james l brooks films like i should we should watch terms of endearment which also won a bunch of oscars and my wife was like that's kind of a girl movie to watch and i was like who gives a flying fuck it's got jack nicholson and like how much of a girl movie could it be if it's got jack nicholson and yeah it? and he won best supporting actor yeah. for that one. and i mean it's like you know, and I mean, I'll, I I admit the movie is the Terms of Endearment is certainly more of a female centric story, mm. but it's still quite good. And it's interesting that we watch it because it has Shirley MacLaine in it, yeah. uh, you know, from Bernie. And uh, incidentally, didn't like it nearly as much as I like as good as it gets. And uh, I found two it, and a half. Yeah, I just found it really uh, meandering and kind of pointless i any mm. anytime it focused on deborah winger and jeff daniels and their <laughs> like marriage i thought i was like this is great like i could watch them all day especially jeff like young jeff daniels in the 80s rules mm. like he's <laughs> just he looks great and he's just like he just looks like a badass i just want to like watch him do anything and it's like uh that movie what's that jonathan Demme movie something wild yeah, you know? yeah. he's great in that too um but it's like it whenever it cuts back to shirley MacLaine. <laughs> just like everything about it, I'm just like I do not. I'm not into it. And like she's fine in the movie. Jack Nicholson is fine in the movie. I don't mm. think he's amazing. I don't understand where the Oscar comes from. But uh, but it's like the opposite of as good as it gets. Like as good as it gets justifies its Oscars. <laughs> yeah. But this movie, I don't understand why he would have won an Oscar. He's barely in it for one. But mm. um every time it cuts to Shirley McLean, it's just like why am I watching this story? I should want to be watching this other story of this marriage that's falling apart. it's much more interesting. I don't really understand Shirley McLean's plight in the movie, I guess. I mean, I guess that she's just... She just seems like a really cold, mean old hag <laughs> for for lack of a better... Have you seen this? No, uh, I've heard about it, though. Yeah. Um
2: yeah i 've heard that Nicholson is like barely in it he, he, and he's like he's, a
0: retired astronaut or yeah. something yeah they <laughs> I, live in Houston, so okay it, right you know, he's, yeah. and apparently his character's in, like it's based on a book and his character's not even in the book they they just wrote the character <laughs> wow, and, which makes like, I just and I, when you watch it, you can really feel that it 's like, why is this character there, that except means, to like have Nicholson be Nicholson in a few scenes, which is fun, but I wonder if that was one of those things where it's like,
2: hey guys, we're kind of having trouble getting the budget for this like maybe it's like okay guys jack nicholson owes me a favor right if we
0: can get like two days out of him we'll get this picture made yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's actually i mean he's in he's in a few scenes he's not mm-hmm. in it like he's not in just like one scene or something but he's definitely not in it as much as you would, you know want him to be being right. the star but that's really nothing compared to how little he is in the next film that I watch, I'll just talk about all the James L. Brooks films I watched. So I oh. also watched Broadcast News after that, and he is like his part in Broadcast News is microscopic. Like he's literally in one scene <laughs> where he's actually on camera, and the rest of it he just plays a newsman that you see on the TV, like in the background. That's and strange. Stuff. Wow. Yeah. So in the eighties, when was this made? That's eighty-seven. Oh. So ah. in terms of endearment was weird. eighty or eighty-one. Yeah, and this movie was eighty, or maybe eighty-two, but it's eighty-seven, and then as good as it gets was ninety-seven. But um, yeah, broadcast news was way better in terms of endearment. Uh, it stars William Hurt, Holly Hunter, Joan Cusack, and Albert Brooks. And it's just you know easy fun movie comedy, nah. romantic comedy. I guess it's a uh, it's about a news station where Holly Hunter is a producer and Albert Brooks is a reporter and William Hurt is the news anchor. And it's funny cause it starts out, the movie starts like it says like, it's like, you know, Bloomington, Indiana, 1953. And it shows, <laughs> uh, this young kid and his grades are shit. And his dad's talking to him about how poor his grades are. And he's like, I don't understand. Like I'm trying really hard here. I just can't make better grades. It's like, I don't know what to do. Like, what do I do? How, wh- like, I'll have to just get by on my looks. And then, it, and then, it, it's, and then on the uh, bottom of the screen it says, future news anchor. Wow. <laughs> and then it does all three of them. And, and the, for the Albert Brooks one, it's really funny because he's like this young Jewish kid and he's getting his ass kicked by the jocks. And he's like, <laughs> and he's got his bloody mouth and everything. He's like, listen up. I want to tell you guys, you fuckers, something real, real quick. He says, uh, he goes, I want you to remember this none of you are ever going to make more than $19,000 a year. (laughs) (laughs) And then they kick the hell out of him. And that's what the movie is essentially about. It's about his jealousy of William Hurt and them both fighting over Holly Hunter. Mm. But it's really, it's funny, though. It's a really good, uh, engaging, amusing watch. It's on Criterion also, so. Yeah, okay. I'll have to pick it up in July when the next sale is, unless there's a flash sale before then. Mm -hmm. So I'll stop there. I have a funny
2: story about As Good As It Gets. Do it. So many, many years ago, New Year's Eve, I'm watching the movie with my mom. And there's that scene where, like, Greg Kinnear is, like, explaining his, like, artistic process to Skeet Ulrich. And, yeah. you know, it's a, this really, like, emotional scene. And, like, you know, gets right to the end. Like, right to, like as soon as it gets its highest emotion my brother walks in and he goes dude Dexter's lab is on and and I and I I look over to him and I say dude you broke the moment <laughs> and like my mom started laughing like she got hysterical like she like buckled over like like she had to run into the bathroom cuz she was just laughing so hard like for a second I was like, Oh my God, I might've just killed my mom. (laughs) And so like I paused the movie and like, she eventually like, you know, composes herself enough to come at, come back out and watch the movie. But it was, (laughs) that was, it was a,
0: it was great. It is. That's
1: Dexter's lab, man.
0: Dexter's lab. I used to be into it too. You know, you can't, you can't get away from it. Yeah. Every morning. It was was great. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, you haven't seen as good as it gets, John. Oh, I have. Yeah. Oh, okay. Man, good. Yeah. It's been a while, though. As good as yeah. it gets is phenomenal, and anybody who thinks it's a chick flick can suck my balls. Mm. Chick flick. Jonathan's got nothing else. So, Kevin, no. Either of y'all Sorry. seen the movie Network? I have been meaning to see it. I own it on DVD. Okay. Never even heard of Sidney it. Sidney okay. Lumet film. Yeah, uh,
2: Robert Duvall, and it's the
0: one where the guy says, "I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore." You've heard oh, of, right? okay.
2: Yeah, he like threatens to commit suicide on the air, um, hmm.
0: just like Christine Chubbuck.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Jack Nicholson just being in one scene reminded me of uh, Network because there's one scene where like that um, that crazy anchor man, like he go he goes into this meeting room with this long, lavish table and, like, on the other end of it is Ned Beatty and he gives him this tyrannical speech about uh, the economy and how uh, corporations run America and all that kind of stuff. And that's the only scene Ned Beatty
0: is in? Yeah. I see.
2: It's the best scene in the movie because Ned Beatty fucking steals the show. The rest of the movie is not that interesting that I can remember. I'm going to have to check it out, though. I like Sneel a lot, yeah. so... Let's see. Okay, so uh rewatched Rashomon. Nice. Again, very very good movie. I I can see how this one this one is definitely as far as I can see like the movie where like Kurosawa becomes Kurosawa like just with the camera the camera movements and the challenging storytelling and the um like the moral conundrums that the characters are sifting through like this is more like kurosawa in his element than some of his other stuff which is kind of more like just comedies or dramas and yeah you know, j- just kind of the run the mill stuff some of the stuff i still didn't think was very well executed um, like the the different the different tellings of the stories and i thought the whole thing with the the dead samurai possessing his wife to tell his sto- his story was kind of a reach <laughs> but uh but i mean the the vocal effects that they used were pretty cool but other than that yeah just it didn't hit on all cylinders for me so i gave it a 4 ouch
0: well, when I watched this. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. When I watched this I wasn't on Letterbox, so I don't know what I'd get. Yeah, I've, I haven't I, seen it in like I recall years. thinking it was my favorite Kurosawa that I'd seen. Um so finally uh just was blasting through the movies this night and watched uh rewatched Howard Stern's Private Parts directed by uh Betty something. Female director, which is I will never
1: forget this poster, (laughs) it's just like burned in my mind. It's a classic, it is classic poster. Um, I could have swore he directed that.
0: Nope, Betty Thomas. Uh, it's based on a book he wrote called Private Parts, Mm. which is about his the life of Howard Stern, uh, the shock, shock rock DJ, shock jock DJ, shock jock, yeah, and uh. It's just so good. It's just really funny <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of fun to watch. Doesn't and he have just the best job? He does. It's just mm. like he
1: just. <laughs> like, especially he now,
0: he, he does nothing. He yeah, does He's just nothing. literally like sitting at a table talking for a couple hours a day. Yeah.
1: Put your finger in your ass. Uh, no, make him eat it. Like, it's, like, like, that, like, it's not a job. This yeah, is like, not a did job. You, did,
2: did you have sex with her? To, come on. You can tell everybody. Yeah. In. Did you have sex you with her? You get a
0: lot of pussy in high school?
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, Henry be, Rollins. Be honest. be honest. Be honest. Be honest.
0: Come on.
2: <laughs> Henry Rollins, you work out a lot. You're going to tell me you don't get some sweet pussy? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's
0: the whole show yeah. for sure. There's uh, a scene in the he movie. He was asking
2: that to uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. They were talking about Don John. It's like, do you have sex with Charlotte Johanna? and who all did you have sex with on Don John? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, there's a scene in the film where he gets a, a woman to be naked on his show, and he's like, the first naked woman in the history of radio... And, uh, and there's one moment where he goes, he gets down on the ground with her because she's going to give him a massage, and he's like, and he just gets real quiet. He's like, well, let me tell you, well, let me tell you what I do to you physically. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun- and I started cracking up at that, and my wife was just like, "What is funny about this? <laughs> it's just, it's just, he's so ridiculous. It's hysterical to me."
2: I could just see Nicole sitting there with her hand over her eyes. Oh, going, she's Jesus Christ!
1: She hated it. She said it was terrible. I <laughs> oh thought God. she was going to like it. I was like, "You're probably going to like this. It's pretty funny." But she couldn't stand it. I mean, he's a scumbag, but it's it's that's what's funny. Yeah, yeah. he's just yeah. he's so scummy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's like the ultimate in scum. Yeah, and
0: he's uh, he's actually pretty. I mean, his yeah. acting is pretty solid in the film. I mean, I, you know, like you'd say it's not a stretch because he's playing himself, but. I mean he's just got a good presence on camera like he he really pulls it off especially i love all the scenes before he when he has a mustache and like a little like jufro (laughs) at the beginning he's very like amusing looking i know i've seen this but it's been a long time Mm. definitely definitely check it out again if you have the means it's very funny and very worth your time cool four out of five and a like sweet cute. Kevin, one more, two more. Last, more? yeah,
2: last one. Uh my son, my son what have you oh, done? Yeah. Written, co-written yeah. and directed by Werner Herzog and produced, executive produced by David Lynch. Probably executive um,
0: produced.
2: Yeah. It was really it was an interesting yeah, thing this movie cuz like even though it's like sort like Like, very, very loosely based on an actual guy. Like, when I was first... When I first... Yeah, I must have been, like, halfway through the movie when I was like... This is... This seems, like, kind of, like... Like, how David Lynch had the straight story. Which, like, seemed very much a metaphor for Lynch's career. Like, this seemed, like, kind of a metaphor for Herzog's career. Because... You've got a guy who's very, very much his own man. He, like, was changed... His life changed when he went down to Peru. Uh, he insists on having an actual sword in in the rehearsals of a Greek play. And, you know, people don't understand why he's taking things so far. Um,
1: That's a good point. I never thought about that.
2: Yeah. So it was like... Yeah, it was really like and probably Michael Shannon, of all the actors I can think of right now, he's probably the literally the only person who could actually play Herzog in a biopic. <laughs> like just just put the mustache on him and well
0: no, I mean This is a terrible idea, but well, yeah, if, I understand. If, anyone, it, yeah. if
2: if there was gonna be a biopic of Herzog, Herzog would have to play Herzog.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean I mean, yeah, yeah. A doubt should be like some kind of meta documentary situation or something. Exactly. The only exactly. thing I remember about this movie, well, I remember a few things, I guess. I remember the basketball on the tree. Yeah. I don't know what it meant. And I remember how he's, he's got a mug and he's like, he, it's, he says, razzle me, dazzle me or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like really like ominous, like, razzle me, dazzle me. <laughs> yeah. And, and Willem Dafoe is like,
2: uh, yeah, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, did you see a guy who was six foot four had a coffee mug? uh yeah that's our suspect oh (laughs) um it's been a while though i need to rewatch it yeah uh gave it a three gave it a three and a half it was it's good it's an interesting story but like in the end i didn't feel like it really all came together um yeah a lot of you know a lot of good acting in it like i said the story is pretty interesting But I don't the I didn't really care for like the look of the movie and it seemed like when it wanted to go to like some more like extremes and I'm not talking, you know, like violence or, you know, gore or anything, but like more like thematically challenging stuff. It didn't seem to go as far as it maybe wanted to. Mm -hmm. So, Hmm. but yeah, still still worth a watch.
0: And Michael Shannon rules, as always. Of course. Michael Shannon, the god actor. Um, Well, that's it then, I guess. That's the shortest what we watch we've ever had on this show, I think, in the history of the show, which is fine. Um, So I guess we'll just move right along into our uh, deep-dive discussion of Richard Linklater's Bernie from 2011, starring Jack Black and Shirley MacLaine, Mm -hmm. and Matthew McConaughey. And... uh, if you would Kevin just run us down a little synopsis of this filmic presentation okay so bernie is a
2: biopic of one bernie tita the second who was a funeral director in carthage texas where he eventually met a 81-year-old widow Marjorie Nugent and became her sort of boyfriend, travel companion, business manager, slave, and slave, and about 6 years later ends up killing her by shooting her in the back four times with a pellet gun
0: and was it a pellet gun? I thought it was like a 22 or something. It looked like a
1: he was shooting. I mean, it was a, was a
0: much. It was a pretty small gun.
2: Yeah, but there were, like, there more fire. like an air rifle. There was it's, fire
1: coming out. It of It It seemed like it was a twenty-two. There was a oh, muzzle okay. flash. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a twenty-two. Uh, yeah, not think you kill
0: somebody with a pellet gun. Well, she was eighty-one. Yeah, but well, actually, like then.
2: she, pro- she might have been. Yeah, she would have been older than that because like 87. they were seven. Yeah, so they were together for, like, six years when he shot her, and... I don't know, I'm just, yeah, so I then just,
0: he, I'm just speaking because of the muzzle flash. Like okay, it's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a minor point, but I think it was an actual
2: gun. Yeah, and I know, like, nothing about guns, so... so uh,
0: shot her to death anyway.
2: Yeah, yeah, shot her to death, put her in her deep freeze in her garage, and they didn't find the body for nine months, I think it was, yeah. and... So all this happens, and Bernie is so well-liked in Carthage that they actually have to—the <laughs> district attorney has to do a change of venue because no one—like, he'll never get a jury in Carthage to convict Bernie, even though he actually has the confession.
0: So That's, that's that, an incredibly detailed synopsis from mm-hmm. Kevin on that one. Uh, well, this was my first time seeing Bernie, Jonathan. Same here, mm. yeah. And, uh, I guess I'll just say
1: I loved it. Did. I loved it. It was great. I liked it a lot. Okay, I didn't like it very much. (sighs) Really?
0: No. (laughs) I liked it a lot. I didn't dislike Uh, it. I just, it was, it was very, I, it was like, uh... It feels like, and to to just, I don't mean to sound pretentious when I say this, but it feels like extremely minor Linklater. Like, very, very low down on the rung of Linklater films. Like, near the bottom. Which isn't, like, necessarily to say, like, it's a piece of shit or anything. It's not a piece of shit. It's certainly fine. It feels like, it feels like, uh... I never saw Bad News Bears or or School of Rock, but it feels like that (laughs) kind of, uh... Generic Hollywood kind of stuff that he's uh, yeah. tried to accomplish before, like mm-hmm. not challenging at all. Uh, kind of a, an odd story, maybe, but told in a very conventional way. Not in a conventional, I guess, because you know he's doing the whole documentary thing, which we can get into. But mm. just not, not again, just not challenging, which is not a problem necessarily. But I just had I had a lot of issues with it.
1: I think my biggest problem with it was uh, actually Matthew McConaughey. Like he just. He wasn't bad, but it just he didn't fit with all the other people they were interviewing. Like they would show him in his office, and I'm just like, it's just that they should have just got somebody else. Like, okay, that's my
0: biggest problem with the movie is that uh, this this the way that they structure the film is that they're interviewing quote unquote real people from the town who knew Bernie and knew the lady, and they're talking about their experiences and their knowledge of the situation. Yeah, and. For one thing, I don't know if those people are supposed to be real, but none of them seem real to me. They all seem like, or they all seem like like non actors who are being fed lines. Yeah. Like none of them seem like they're re- they're they, saying they, what they, they really felt mean like
1: to say. Half real, yeah. I was like, eh. But they,
0: they just feel like they're being fed their lines. And then when you cut to Matthew McConaughey yeah. and he's the only <laughs> actor it, it that throws they're cutting it off. To. Yeah, it's just yeah. like what am I lo- like? So is he, <laughs> are we supposed to believe that Matthew McConaughey is is there too? Like it's just weird. It's like. They should have just got the actual district attorney in it. I was thinking of it in terms of, like, well, to bring it back to Wormwood, the Errol Morris documentary, the interesting thing about that is that he's filming two – it's essentially two films that are running concurrently. So one of them is a narrative film based on the events and one of them is a documentary with interviews and stock Mm. footage and stuff. And they're, like – Half of an episode will be him, Errol Morris, talking to the interview subject, which is the son of the person who died that they're investigating the murder of or whatever. And then the rest of it will be Peter Sarsgaard playing the guy's father in the 50s. Mm. And just like these beautifully shot, you know, um, recreations, which is like I feel like that's what Linklater is trying to do here. He's trying to meld the two. He's trying to have like documentary and narrative. But it's just not as successful because of those things I was saying. Like if he had hired actors to do what what they were doing, even then, it would just, i feel like it would have been stilted. I don't understand why he didn't just interview people and let them talk about it. Like why he's clearly like writing what they're saying. Do you see this?
1: I don't know. Some of
0: them are actors, but some yeah. of them are real people. So. Even the real people, though, it's like, okay. Like the woman. remember the older, older lady who's with like her daughter? And she's just a real spitfire, and she's like saying shit, and her yeah, daughter's yeah. like laughing at her. The daughter seems real; her yeah. reactions seem real. Everything that woman says, I don't believe any of it. I don't mm. believe anything she well, said. That, feels yeah,
2: because like- the the daughter was the actual person, and she was the actress. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Well, see. Yeah, that's- like in the credits, like they show you like who's yeah. they show oh, you who's who. Well, that's yeah.
0: problematic. I don't understand yeah. why you wouldn't just interview all the real people. Yeah. I mean that just in my mind This makes more sense Well I think like That's the thing about um, That's the thing about the story About
2: Bernie in general Like you know Like I uh, Like I'm sure the reason Like the reason why um, Danny Buck The guy that uh, McConaughey plays Like he wouldn't have wanted To have anything to do with this movie Cause like um, Cause that's there was true. a lot of stuff That came out later of like Oh, you know, they're making a comedy. like, And he, he even says it like in the movie, like, all I hear about is Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. <laughs> I don't hear anybody talking about Miss Nugent, who's dead in the ground after being shot in the back four times. Because <laughs> she was a cunt. But that's the thing. Like, some people say, no, she wasn't really that bad. They're really right. they're really putting it in Bernie's favor. And some people are like, well, yeah, she really was that I'll, bad. And like, I love
0: the idea. I love the idea of the story. Like, what the story is trying to say yeah, is, like, yeah. this idea of... He he's so well liked she's so disliked yeah. that he can get he might be able to get away with murder you know yeah. which is an interesting idea or that like they don't want to convict him because they yeah, like yeah. him it doesn't matter if he did do it we don't want to convict him it's an interesting idea it's just I don't know that it's it reminded me also of um, George Clooney's directorial debut Confessions of a Dangerous Mind oh yeah, yeah where they do these little snippets of interviews with people who talk about Chuck Barris and those are real. Like they'll they'll they interviewed the Gene Gene the Dance Machine or whatever, and mm-hmm. uh, they interviewed this uh, the guy the comedian the Baghead comedian, and the and some woman who was mar- I think maybe was one of his wives or something. Mm. But those were interesting too. I mean, and I I don't know how I feel about those in that movie even because I don't understand why you would break up the narrative period. Like I don't know why if you're going to make a narrative film, just make a narrative film. You know, I think sometimes it may be necessary. In the case of Wormwood, that's not a film, so it's like I don't know. It's like a TV thing, and it's like, it's clearly experimenting with the, the medium.
2: Mm. But
0: to me, the Bernie thing, I just feel I just found it very unsuccessful, and I would have rather it
1: just been like a normal movie telling the story. Um, I, I liked I liked it. I gave it I'm gonna give it like a three and a half, three point seven five. But uh, I, I didn't mind the way it was done. I thought it could have been a little better, you know. Like, mm. but I don't know. I I like the interview stuff. And I uh, thought the story was just really interesting, in the character like Jack Black was great in it. Um, I don't know, just liked it. You know, it's just like it's it's not. Tri- I don't think it's trying to be you know experimental or anything. You know what I mean? But I I agree it could have been done a little better, but yeah. uh, it was good. I Liked it, very entertaining. Yeah, I mean, no, I f- very I, entertaining. I, yeah, I didn't have a problem
0: with I didn't have a problem with Jack Black. I just I don't know I he. I I guess I have an issue watching him try to be serious at any point. I liked. I actually found his emotional response after he shot her to be quite good.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Everything else, I don't know. I'm just like everything's just like tinged with comedy, and I can't like. Yeah. I don't know when I'm supposed to not laugh at things, you know? (laughs) And like even his emotional response, like I could find humor in that. Like he's just such a goofy person, personality, you know? And like everything that he's ever been in. Well, like I
2: thought that I thought that would have been something that you would bring up but cuz like i had the same reaction the first time i saw magnolia and there's that scene where john c riley is like crying and <laughs> oh, yeah. praying he, he to he god because he's gun. lost his gun yeah. and these things are going to make fun of him it's like the most that i've seen john c riley do has been comedies oh, so i'm expecting sure. like so it's like i don't see, know how right, i don't know right, how to right. take
0: this Seriously especially from John now. C.
1: Riley. Like, oh my God, especially now. Well yeah, I came yeah.
0: into Magnolia having only seen like Boogie Nights and you know, whatever else he had done before. Yeah, I mean, but right, like, yeah, he wasn't. Yeah. Right. And so I'm that seems, like crushing to me. Yeah. I'm like, you know, uh, it's emotional affected. <laughs> right. But I understand that totally, yeah. If you're watching like Steve Bruhl and then you go back and yeah, watch you know, that, it's like is it's Steve pretty Brewell, ridiculous. Yeah.
2: Well, I, the first thing I remember seeing John C. Riley in was Gangs of New York, right? And then I saw him in like Anger Management with Adam Sandler and Jack Nicholson, and like some other, probably some other Will Ferrell comedies, and then seeing Magnolia, and so yeah, it was yeah, you know, like you like you already have like such an impression of someone. That it's it's hard it's hard to get away from that if you haven't seen a lot of their other stuff where they do different things like Boogie Nights or you know you know whatever other
0: like, Hard Eight yeah or like he's uh, great in Hard Eight yeah and um uh Hoffa Hoffa that's right I yeah. forget he's even in that oh uh, Casualties of War also mm. he's oh, yeah. excellent uh, in Casualties of War wow yeah, yeah. um yeah. I was gonna say uh just another just some minor, kind of minor minor complaints um that i didn't really feel like the resentment that jack black's character felt towards the i didn't feel like it was built up quite enough yeah to ex, like i would have rather it like i understand like part of the uh intrigue of the mystery or whatever is that like why did he kill her you know but mm. I would have rather just. I mean, they were they were going that way anyway. They were saying, "Oh, she's such a bitch and she's controlling him and stuff." But like, I just would have rather seen more of that. And like the idea that what well, you said, it took six years. Like, I didn't get any kind of perception of the time that passed. It felt like it. It felt like they knew each other for like six months, and then he killed her. You know, mm. and like so. I mean, I guess, and that's all just kind of like things that are. I don't know. I don't know how you'd show time passing, I guess. I mean, they showed them go to these different countries, which was kind of yeah. brutal to like the green screen. Of the yeah. Like well, the, I think it was supposed, Paris I think, and, I yeah, feel yeah. like that was supposed to be, I, yeah, to look, I to understand look that, but it's like, at the same time, it's like, why, why like, what's the point of showing <laughs> these fake pictures? Like, I understand you can't fly them to Paris. Yeah. But like, I don't well, know. Also it's just like, goofy. you know, like, a, like
2: small it. Texas town, like even that to like that as awful as it looks to us, like, yeah. Someone in that town would have been like,
0: "Oh my god! Oh my god! That's right. so pretty." What's the the saddest part of the the story in my mind? The actual story. I mean, is that he could have just like waited a couple of years; she'd have probably been dead anyway, and he had all her money. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he could have just <laughs> well. That was another thing. Whatever he
1: wanted, then that was another thing. Why, that, like, one of the people was like, "Why? Uh, why, would you exactly, yeah, yeah. why would you kill your meal ticket?" Exactly. Why would you kill your meal ticket? Exactly. Yeah. Silly, but like. Though.
2: uh. I, and, and, like there was some other stuff that like the issue the, there's some other stuff the movie didn't really address like there's that one kind of comedic scene where like you know oh yeah a lot of people thought Bernie was gay and then like McConaughey like I know of two instance two people he had relationships with who were who were heterosexual heterosexual were were <laughs> <laughs> But, like – but apparently, like, there was, like um, – like, afterwards, like – like, the thing about the movie, it was, like um, – so Richard Linklater read the article in Texas Monthly, uh, Midnight in the Garden of East Texas, and he was actually at the trial for, uh, for Bernie. Oh, wow. And, like, so hmm. – so having seen the movie, like – a lot of like it actually got Bernie out of jail for a little while. Mm-hmm. He had he like one of the stipulations wasn't he had to live with Richard Linklater. Um, <laughs> and like then there was some other stuff that came up that uh, like the lawyers argued that he was sexually molested by his uncle. So the abusiveness of Marjorie brought on some kind of, uh, you know, disassociative state where like, you know yeah. he just went off the handle one day and shot her and that was why like he just you know once he, once they finally found the body he was just i did it i did it and i
1: don't i don't know i'm not bernie i'm not in his mind so it makes you think like what what would have happened if he would have just confessed immediately Yeah, if he would have shot her and went like, I don't know what happened. I just shot her. It would have probably looked better for him because he spent all that money and everything. It doesn't that certainly
2: doesn't look good. Well, that was the thing too. Like he didn't spend the. Apparently, he didn't spend the money on himself. Like he bought other people cars, houses. He bought he bought failing businesses so that they could stay in so they could stay in business and, like, he just kept his small house and his like, financed Lincoln that he was (laughs) late on the payments on. Um. But, yeah, so it's just a really, like, this is a great example of how, like, of a gray area, even though it's something as heinous as murder. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And like we were talking about before, um, before we started recording, like, uh... Richard Linklater, in general, I feel like is one of those directors who, like, he's done a lot of great work, but he tends to fly under the radar, like, you know, like, most people would know him from Dazed and Confused, or, like you said, Jonathan Boyhood, but, like, they wouldn't think, oh, yeah, that's that Richard Linklater movie, or, you know, did you hear about the new Richard Linklater movie,
1: or, et cetera, et cetera. He's
0: definitely not a household name.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, um... I mean, he's bigger than some. I mean, it's True. True. His last movie was really under the radar. So I mean, right? Everybody he, wants. Yeah, him, everybody right? wants him. Yeah. The, oh. uh,
0: his new film, the the sequel to The Last Detail, is I downloaded. It, I haven't watched it yet, but um, it's you know it's around, but nobody's talking about it either. So it just has to do with you know I mean, any anybody gets you, you only get known when your movies are very successful critically mm. or commercially, and his. Films haven't been except for Boyhood, really. I mean, Boyhood... And I guess the Before series got some nominations for writing, but...
2: Yeah. That movie's already out? I thought it was coming out uh, sometime this year.
0: I don't know. It's on Pirate Bay. <laughs> well,
2: it still might be waiting for theatrical release.
0: <laughs> Possibly. I think it's I think it's playing uh, in limited release at some theaters, so okay. that's probably why it's um, around... So, yeah, yeah, I just heard some... I I was going to watch it for the top ten, but just didn't get a chance to. Okay. I don't really think it's going to make it into the top ten anyway. Anything else about Bernie? Anything else to say? To add Shirley McLean? We haven't talked about her at all. Yeah, she She was... She she was was, mean. I felt like she was barely in it. Yeah, I can kind of see that. She's really not in it very much. And I was watching it, and I was like, I don't know that I've ever seen a Shirley McLean movie before. Yeah, I was like, she's all right, I guess, but I, I I didn't get like a feel for her as an actress because she's not in it very much. She's literally got like two or three scenes where she actually talks, you know. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) chewing her
1: refried beans. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, that's that was gross too. Like mm-hmm. when he was like, "Stop doing that," and she, and she was just like close-ups of her face chewing. And I was like, "That is gross that she's <laughs> chewing refried beans. Like that's just sick." I, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to think about that. Would know? <laughs> <laughs> you guys think of the uh, the
2: um, the staged uh, car accident in front of the high school?
0: Oh, that funny. was, that was pretty, yeah, that was amusing. Yeah. Don't <laughs> <It's>, laugh, It took me a second to figure out what was going on. Was yeah, like, What's yeah. What's happening? Oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. It was. <laughs> this is like, they used to do that at, at our old school. Uh, Jonathan and I went to, they used to put like a wrecked car out in front of the school for like, right. a month to discourage kids from drinking and driving. Yeah. But they never put on a tableau vivant like that. <laughs> yeah.
1: <you know? laughs> uh.
0: But well, I'm gonna give it a two and a half. Didn't hate it, didn't didn't dislike cool. didn't super dislike it, but give it a three and a half. I liked it I'd give it a four. Four. And Jonathan's wife gave it a four.
1: Yeah, she liked it a lot. Little spoiler. Okay. She liked it. Spoiler a lot. Oh, for Jonathan's right. rating. Right. <laughs> that's not that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like,
0: just kidding, I know.
2: Yeah. I think uh like as far as I can see, this is Jack Black's best performance across the board like Mm. you know like his posture the way he got the mustache and the hair and like the way he wore his clothes it's like like i have uh well i had family up in alexandria so it's kind of you know not too far from where this movie would have taken place and so it's kind of the same run of people so like Like I've met a lot of people who looked exactly like Jack Black did in that movie, so I thought he did that very, very well. And they mentioned Shreveport a couple times. Yeah, yeah, because it's you know literally like twenty miles away. Oh wow! Like was that close. Yeah, it's it's very, very close and
0: cool. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, that's going to do it for our show, I guess. We got no feedback this week. So if you want to write feedback into the show and have us answer questions, which we love to do, write us at feedback at filmyacpodcast.com. Visit our website, we There's a blog there. There's the website that has the, the uh, back episodes, all 18 of them so far. And uh, you know what's funny, actually? I just realized... It's uh. my pick for next week, yeah, and I have not even thought about it. <laughs> oh goodness. Wow. so here's what I think we should do, so we're going to pause it.: no, and- no no, 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 no. <laughs> let's, uh, let's do a round of trivia, okay, since we we're only we're literally not even an hour in here. <laughs> all right, <laughs> so let's do a, let's do a round of trivia, and while we're doing that, I'll decide a film because I have a list of films that I'm working from, okay, okay, so it sound good, Sure. Mm-hmm. Kevin, yeah. would you grab the trivia box? This is our uh, Mad About Movies trivia box number one from Mad About Movies, the game about movies. I don't know. I bought it a long time ago. Probably at a thrift store. And uh, we're just going to take some cards at random. Okay. You're going to take this one. You're going to take that one. Oh, sorry, man. And I'm going to take this one. And... Oh God! We are going to <laughs> read trivia, and what should there be some kind of uh, punitive penalty for, or a victory? Something I don't know. Like we used to. Obviously, if you're a longtime listener, in <laughs> uh, the early episodes, we used to whoever lost, the winner would get to assign them a film to watch. You guys into that? I wouldn't mind. You want to do that? I guess. Okay. Cool. All right. (laughs) Jonathan's so enthusiastic. My card is shit. Well, you're reading them. Oh, you're saying they're easy? Yeah. You want a different one? Yeah, actually, I do. Yeah, we got plenty. Yeah, we got like a thousand cards here, man. Yeah. Go. Trash at it. Okay. Well, I guess I'll start, and I'll uh, I'll ask. I guess we'll just like I'll ask both of you. Okay. And whoever answers first is that what we should do it? sure this is very compelling podcast indeed um okay who plays agent wd-40 in the 1996 spoof spy hard raise your hand if you know <laughs> it's the teacher in me coming out ah, kevin idea. owen wilson that is incorrect this is kind of embarrassing that you guys don't know this you don't know this Weird Al Yankovic did the theme song. You're watching Spy Hard, this movie, Spy Hard. No, I've seen it. You've seen
1: Spy Hard? Yeah. (laughs) Who plays Agent W.D.? I don't know. I don't remember. Okay, well. I saw it in like 97. How about this? I've got
0: multiple choice. Okay. Ready? This will give it away for sure. Is it A, Nicolette Sheridan? No. Is it B, Charlie Sheen? Yes. Is it C? It's Charlie Sheen. Is that your answer? <laughs> yeah, fine. <laughs> okay, well that's it's, wrong. It's not. <laughs> Do we want to wait for the rest of them? Or no? The answer is Leslie Nielsen. Oh, star of Spy Hard. Uh, the only actor you would know
1: from Spy Hard. <laughs> that's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was maybe. I, maybe I haven't seen this. Uh, good God! I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, yeah, okay, right. sure, buddy. <laughs> all right. <laughs> good, Kev. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Hmm what's the movie with charlie sheen it's like a hot shots hot shots part oh my god hot
0: shots and Hard shots
1: part yeah de. that's what i'm thinking about okay here here's a good one. one
2: okay it's a quote and i'll read off the list of movies that you can okay. choose from okay the answer to your question is go to the mattresses you're at war glenberry
0: glen ross no oh, i'm wrong
1: We've got
2: the answer. Go ahead. Give me the okay. options. A, you've got mail. B, the War of the Roses. C, First Wives Club. D,
1: scenes from a mall. Oh, Jesus. I wouldn't have guessed any of those. First Wives Club. I'll guess. No. Okay. I guess it's not. I'll guess. <laughs> you've got mail. I'll guess. Damn it. Stop. Let me guess. He got it. Well,
0: that's not fair. <laughs> well. Fine. Fine. You One point to Jonathan.
1: If that's where we want to play it. That's fine. Robin right. Williams and Jeff Bridges appeared in what Fisher King, 1991, he directed by comedy Terry Gilliam. Are you kidding me? Did what? Did you say Jeff Bridges and Robin Williams? Yeah, appeared in what 1991 comedy? No, no. Yeah, it is. Okay, <laughs> It's <laughs> drama. Such an asshole. <laughs> These cards. Listen to this card. Let's listen to this. You're gonna get this media. Who plays Hawkeye uh, Pierce in Alan 1970 the, oh, comedy? Sutherland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quote: The worst thing about fighting is the morning after. I don't, you don't know that? No. You don't know that? No, no, no. The worst really? part about fighting is the morning, morning after? after? Yeah. I don't know. What's, what, really? What are the options? Raging Bull, Street Fighter, <laughs> The Karate Kid, or Rocky. Is it is it Rocky? It's Rocky. Okay. I would not know I thought you would have got that. No. Jack Nicholson <laughs> plays Jack Torrance in what film? She's shining. She's shining.
0: <laughs> wow. Okay, that's great. So one for me, one for Jonathan. Cards are and track. I'll read. Here we go. Uh actually you might not get this one okay you ready this is a quote quote i must be i must be crazy to be in a loony bin like this a 12 monkeys b one flew over the cuckoo's nest c girl interrupted did i say one 12 monkeys a 12 monkeys. i don't know what i said (laughs) d 28 days All movies featuring... 28 Days. Facilities. Yeah, the rehab movie with Sandra Bullock. Oh, right. Uh, Put your shit together. I've never (laughs) heard of this in my life. (laughs) I'm going to say A. You're going to say A-12 Monkeys? Yeah. Jonathan? I'm going to say One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nost. Jonathan's gets it. It's One Flew of the Cuckoo's Really? Nost. And we, really? we reviewed that movie on this show. But I don't remember that line. <laughs> I must be crazy to be in a loony bin like this. No, I think he's, I think the emphasis is on must. I must be crazy to be in a loony bin like this. Jack okay. Nicholson, I think says that. Right. Okay. Anyways, two for Jonathan, one for me, and zero for Kev. Kev, you're falling behind, bud. Yeah, I know. I know. You can't get a point this turn. Go ahead. Um... I should be looking up a movie to watch, too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you guys mind if I just say a quote that's not on the card and yeah, sure. you guys you guys okay, it it'll, it'll be a fill in the blank. Okay. You know. Okay. The day you met blank was the most important day of your life. But for me it was Tuesday.
0: I know that quote. No idea. We're filling in the blank Filling in the blank Can you tell us what movie it's from? If we're filling in the blank? That would kind of give it away Oh Okay Ah man I don't I remember that quote But I don't know what it's from Damn I'll give you a hint Do it It's spoken by
2: Raul Julia Raul (laughs) Julia Raul Julia Raul Raul Julia Raul Julia well, I've always said it's Raw. Fine.
0: It's fine. Raul, Raul Julia. Julia. Yeah. <laughs> Julia. C. Si. Oh, the... Wait, oh man, that's gonna drive me nuts now. Oh, is that from, uh... No, that's not from that. What the fuck is that from? The day you met blank was the most
2: important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday.
0: Did you? Is this a? Is the blank gonna give it away? What yeah. movie it is? Yeah, it's 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 the name of somebody in the movie. Yeah, the name of the person who's actually speaking. Fuck! It's the name of Raul Julia's character. mm Hmm. <laughs> that alone should give it away. That doesn't make any sense. Raul Julia is saying it. Yeah. The day you met me, my character's name was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was.
1: Tuesday But when I met me It was Tuesday (laughs) That doesn't
0: make any sense No It's like the most It's the
1: most important Day of your life But for me It was just a Tuesday Yeah I understand (laughs) But if Raul Julia Is saying This is just Just tell us what it is
0: (laughs) Bison From Street Fighter Okay so the day You met Bison Was
2: the most important Day of your life But 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 for me me. It was Tuesday
0: So for me When you met me It was Tuesday That's just a weird Quote now (laughs) I thought it was going to be like God or something. When what you, movie is well, this? Street Fighter. Street Fighter. M. Bison. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah,
1: he played yeah. Bison. He I knows. don't remember this at all. You are fucked. <laughs> Uh, oh boy he's, he's got the lead so I'd say
0: he's not I know well okay <laughs> sorry so that's, I don't remember
1: quotes from Street Fighter the film I yeah. do remember that quote and I just didn't know My it was God.
0: I was thinking of like all the Raul Julia films and I was like it couldn't be Street Fighter yeah. <laughs> like that's ridiculous yeah. <laughs> I was thinking it was all right,
1: I, need, I need another card sure because these are yeah who becomes Maverick's first partner immediately following Goose's accident in the 1986 oh, action film Tottenham fuck company? It's the one black guy in the movie. I know that. Oh, it's a black. Guy? See I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, Ernie Hudson. <laughs> no with what's his name. What's his fighter name? Oh fuck, <laughs> Elephant Man. No, John Merrick. It's actually kind of fucked up. Like it's a little. Like, oh, it's like Spear Chucker or something. Mm, mm, oh, wait, he's it, this is the black guy. I don't know. Is it? It's what that's. What yeah, he yeah, was said. the yeah was the one the, the one, one black, black guy like in the movie. It, it's like. Another word for dark <laughs> shadow. No, but shadow would be good. <laughs> that's sad. what is, what is it? It's sundown. Oh yeah. That's pretty, <laughs> it's a little, that's fucked a little, little shaky there. Like almost racist. One point for me.
0: <laughs> okay. It's two for John, you. One for me. Jonathan's on right. me. Another card. Okay. Hang on. I'm going to play one here. Okay. Uh, just for for Kevin to get a point here, <laughs> pay attention, Kevin. <laughs> okay. Dustin Hoffman plays Razzo Rizzo in what film? Midnight Cowboy. There you go. <laughs> okay, one point for Kevin. <laughs> Kevin.
2: Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear a word they're saying. Just driving around in John Voight's
0: car. <laughs> uh, yeah. I knew you're going that way yeah. with it. Go ahead. All right. <clears throat> Okay, who
2: f- played the female lead in the 1981 remake of The Postman Always Rings
0: Twice? Jessica Lange. Yes. Damn. Mm, motherfucker. Written by David Mamet. Piece of shit movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's not nearly as good as you would think it is with all the people involved, but yeah, especially written by
2: David Mamet.
0: <laughs> I know.
1: It's a really boring.
0: Go ahead. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh. Humphrey Bogart and Audrey have burned appeared in what nineteen fifty-four (laughs) romance film? Sabrina Blanca? Damn, you got it. Oh, I don't know. Sabrina. I don't
0: know. (laughs) He's in Casablanca, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, but Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> Am I part of a film podcast? <laughs> I've never seen any of these I ones. haven't either. I don't know, Sabrina. I don't know. That's yeah. the one they remade with Jeremy Irons? No, it had, it had like uh,
2: Greg Kinnear and Harrison Ford. I and thought like, Jeremy Irons was in it.
0: Why did I think that? He,
2: he might be in it. Oh, is he like, in the
0: Lolita remake maybe? Yeah. He, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. <clears throat> okay, well, cool. Well, that's uh two 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 now. We're all tied up. Are we? Yep. I thought I only had one. No, you just got your second oh, yeah, one right, by right, Sabrina. Right. I don't know where I am. Okay, here we go. In the 1999... This isn't fair, because you guys haven't seen this movie. And I, neither have I for that, for that no. matter. <laughs> um, okay, this is a good one. Mm. Jonathan, you paying attention? Yeah. You might know this. <laughs> Not like... I mean, but seriously. It's like, you've never seen this movie, but you might know this. Okay. Who plays Doc Holliday in the 1994 Western Wyatt Earp? Kevin, Val Kilmer Incorrect <laughs> Oh wow Oh no He got confused <laughs> Is that Tombstone? That was Tombstone Oh shit This is Wyatt Earp w- Wyatt Earp Who plays as Wyatt Earp It's never It's, seen a, it's this. a pitiful uh, Attempt to be Val Kilmer Although this is before that But <laughs> Val Kilmer destroys it This guy is terrible I don't I have no idea The answer is Dennis Quaid Oh it's, god It's embarrassing No
1: That's <laughs> awful <laughs>
0: Ew Kevin <clears throat> This
2: is an interesting one Okay What film was the first film To officially receive an NC-17 rating? We got Ooh, A. Henry and know. June B. Basic Instinct C.
0: Natural Born Killers D. Showgirls I'll say Showgirls Wasn't yep. Natural Born uh, before then, it, then it's Henry and June Yes hmm. But I won't take the point for that Because I did two guesses <laughs> All right. How about uh, first one to first one? I mean, first one to three, maybe. Yeah, because we all we all have two. Yeah, so it's just two.
1: Whoever gets the next point wins. Okay. Okay. Quote: uh, Searching for guys in high school is as useless as searching for the meaning in a Polli Shore movie. Jesus Christ, clueless. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, nice. Did I seriously get that? Yeah, you did. Awesome.
0: So now John gets to assign two movies. God. By assigning one just to one of you. Oh, okay. Which is very, very fun. <laughs> Unless you pull a Jordan and don't watch it.
1: I was, busy, I, don't know. <laughs> I was busy. I wanted
0: to watch it. I just didn't get around to it. I'll watch it eventually. The film we're going to watch, uh, well, the film, I'm going to assign a film first and then I'm going to tell you what movie we're going to watch. Okay. <clears> okay. <throat> Here's the movie. I'm gonna sign. Uh, actually, I mean, honestly, I can assign this to both of you because it's related to the film we're going to watch next week. Uh, I'd like for you both to watch Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Really? No. Oh. <laughs> Feel free to <laughs> I watch. I got that. excited. You're though. able to watch that still. Nobody's stopped. I've been
1: you. wanting to watch that again. We actually. should all get together and watch especially it, especially when he tosses the baby. God, that's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. I don't you see how that. agitated yeah. he is? It's like on him. He's like, And He just like chucks oh, that's it. Right. Yeah. Like it like flip. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I remember that night. It's uh, like make lemonade. Let's child. go to work. Maybe like it's like a child, isn't it? Like a little boy. I guess something? it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like a, yeah. yeah, We should all seriously watch that again because that's very. That is a funny movie. And I never, I, I've never watched it with like in company. Because so I think we watched it once. Yeah, but Like I'd love to watch it I've with seen people. It like six times. It's so funny. <laughs> all this, the the stuff with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Where he's yeah. speaking like <laughs> broken Vietnamese and he's like, <laughs> it's, it's hysterical. But the movie I want you guys to watch is Operation Avalanche, which is from a couple of years ago. It's a faux documentary Mm. about the faking of the moon landing. And Mm. it's made by the director of the film we're going to watch for next week's episode, which is The Dirties. The Dirties. The Dirties, which is from 2012, I think. I'll have to look it up real quick. But The Dirties (laughs) is another faux documentary, a little bit more complicated than... uh, not as um, I guess normal as like normal of a faux documentary as Operation Avalanche is. This one's a little more complicated, but The Dirties is from 2013. It's directed by Matt Johnson, who also stars in it, and he also directs and stars in Operation Avalanche. And both these films, to me, are like like I'm not a fan of found footage. I'm not a fan of fake documentaries at all. Like I don't even like something like Spinal Tap. I've I haven't seen it seen parts of it i have very little interest in watching it just from the perspective of it's like a fake documentary i just really hate the idea but these films by matt johnson to me uh, are just really uh, experimenting with the genre in a really interesting way so i'd like for us to watch those films and i'll try and rewatch operation avalanche as well but uh those are the cool essentially the two films that we're going to be watching for next week all right you guys okay with this? Yeah, sure. And I don't, I'm don't. i not 100% sure. I know you can rent Operation Avalanche like through streaming services. I don't know. I know neither one of them are on Blu-ray. So the library might have one of them or okay. both. I don't know. But um, check those out. Yeah, and if, if those of you who are listening want to watch Matt Johnson films for next time, uh, that'd be great. And uh, remember to write to us at... Feedback at filmyackpodcast.com. Visit our website, com. Thanks a lot for listening. And until next time, we'll see you around. I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to say. What's like the? What's a good outro? I should think of something. Like, I watch Frasier a lot, and he says, good afternoon and good mental health. Yeah. Um,
1: about to start Frasier over again. You got yeah. You've got to. You've got to. Frasier I've, is so great. It's I've be been seriously
0: considering... <clears throat> watching them all like I watch them every day before I mm-hmm. go to bed I watch an episode or two I'm seriously considering now actually spending a great deal of time sincerely paying attention and watch because like when I'm in bed I'm like barely paying attention but I've seen them all so many times mm. See, seriously think about like rewatching every episode and ranking them I'm doing like a ranked list of every episode that's Yeah, that's
2: quite a feat
0: yeah there's 11 seasons 11 seasons yeah, yeah. but I already know what my top like two Jeez. or three are what's your favorite episode my favorite episode at the moment, this could change if I rewatched them all. But right now, Wheels of Fortune, the one with Michael Keaton as the uh, yeah, that's pretty that's yeah, his the hilarious. it's It's amazing. It's unbelievable. It's <laughs> Fraser at his most like manic, yeah. cynical, and angry, <laughs> and Michael Keaton is just—he's a blessing. <laughs> really funny stuff. Yeah, I might. I, and honestly, if I do that, we might have to do a spinoff podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I I would not mind that because yeah. I yeah
2: Fraser Fraser fucking rules.
0: We also me absolutely my, me and my wife caught a uh, part of this uh, show called the '90s on. uh on CNN, uh-huh. it's just like I love the '80s or I love the '90s for it's VH1, serious. but it's like serious. I watched the oh. '60s and '70s one. Yeah, the yeah. the '90s one had they talk about Frasier a lot. Really <laughs> it's good, really good. <laughs> it's cool. In the '80s one, they talk about Cheers and yeah. they show like <clears throat> scenes and stuff. It's pretty good. And they, yeah, they talk about like the serious impact that the shows had and stuff like that. So it's yeah. not like comedians making fun of them. Really. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's good. Uh, those are those are good. We're looking forward to watching. I think the '80s one is on their their app or something. So we're gonna check that out too. I like the whole Thing because just the first episodes are about TV and then the rest of them are about I don't know political events. And hopefully, there's one on film. But uh, yeah, so until next time, uh, we'll see you guys later. Thanks for listening.
1: The you know, phlegm and stuff, oh, yeah. mm. <clears throat> spell phlegm. <laughs>